What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Bike BMX. My name's Isaac, and I've got my friend Craig, I've got my friend Gilbert, and I've got my friend Adam here, and we are going to talk about BMX. Now, Craig and I have been hosting this show for a good two and a half, almost three years now, Craig. Would you say? It's like three years now. Yeah, man, we're coming at you. If we're not there already, yeah, we're coming up on three years. Yeah. and Crazy, So here's dude. the deal. It's, it's a long time, right? So the deal is, uh, Craig and I, we t- we love old BMX bikes. I love 80s bikes. We love everything about it. Um, and, and sometimes, like, we'll get asked to be judges in bike bike shows and things like that. Now, I'm just going to tell you right up front, first of all, um, remember this. Like, this is not – we're going to talk about custom bike building tonight. We're going to talk about ways you can do that. We're going to talk about advice. This is – like, we grabbed our friends that we like to chit-chat about or in chit chat with BMX about. So this is not like the definitive panel, you know, at all. We didn't get everybody in bikes to come in and share their opinion. This is four of your BMX friends hanging out, talking about BMX bikes. That's what it is. So just let's level set. It is just the four of us chit chatting. This is just our opinions and your opinion doesn't have to match ours. That's okay. Just remember that you like bikes. We like bikes. Okay. There's your level set. So, Craig and I were chatting recently because he went to a bike show and uh, he judged some some stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we started talking about it. I'm like, man, that's kind of hard because, you know, I saw the bike that won. And then uh, we were talking about it. I'm like, I, I think I would have picked this other bike. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, that other bike was super dope, dude. How'd that not win? You know, and Craig it just started a debate, right, between two homies about, like, which bike is better. I've been having this debate since I was 13 years old. And we were arguing about GTs and dinos and Haros back in the day, right? So, and if you had the ugly fork leg dino, you were on my hit list, man. Because I'm like, I ain't jumping that thing. It's already pre-bent from the factory, right? Dinos are dope. We all know that. But, man, that was my one thing I could I could easily trigger my friends with. And uh, that guaranteed that we would at least hang out for another hour before I saw, like, as soon as I saw my friends, like, man, I'm getting tired. Your dino forks are bent, bro. Boom, we were there for another hour to chit-chat and argue this up. So um, that's what we're doing today. Now, uh, Craig, you want to you either, like, well, let's introduce our guests first and let's get right into it. But can you introduce our friends that we're chatting with today? Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate the uh, opportunity to do that. You guys, check it out. Like Isaac said, we're here to talk about bike builds. And we, we got two guys who uh, are on the show with us tonight. We've got from Evil Alloy, we've got Mr. Adam, Mark. Adam, what's up, brother? What up? What up to Adam? All right, no. and go, you want to introduce, I'll introduce uh, Gilbert. Gilbert? Yeah, I'll introduce Gilbert because he's from Phoenix. Yeah, I'm proud of this guy. Um, so when I first started coming back to BMX, uh, there was two, made like two places or three places were doing rides in, around Phoenix. Copper State BMX, Gilbert. Uh, and then we had Average Joe's was doing a ride and, and uh, my other friend Dave from Cactus Cruisers was doing rides. So I met Gilbert right away. And and imagine me, dude, like Craig, I pull up, like I'm all going to a little local ride out. I'm all excited. Got my wife with me. I pull up. I think I got my PK. Super just psyched. We're going to go for a bike ride. And I don't normally ride. He lives over by the, the stadium, the Cardinal Stadium. And that's where we met. So we're like, I'm like, where are we going today, dude? He's like, we're going to the stadium. I was like, this is going to be dope, right? And uh, because it's Phoenix and it's 100 billion degrees, we had to meet at like five o'clock a.m. on a weekend, right? And it wasn't even work, but we were all happy to be there. And I pull up, dude, and Gilbert's got banging bikes, dude. It's like 
you know, I'm used to seeing like the, the, the ride out bikes, right? Just stock, maybe got, you know, like me has a stem, you know what I mean? And, and everyone, I know you just pictured the Batman meme of like, I just customized my bike and Batman is slapping Robin and it says, you added a stem, right? I know you just thought about that meme, but um, yeah, I show up with just a stock bike, right? I'm psyched. And then you just see these, these like hard hitting bikes and I'm like, dude, Gilbert's here. And so I love Gilbert's rides. And the thing that I love about Gilbert is that he rides his bikes, right? So Sunday or Saturday nights when we're out riding in downtown Phoenix or Tempe, Gilbert, his family, he brings, he brings like a posse with him. Like he brings all the neighborhood with him, loans of bikes, I think. I don't know. But he shows up for the squad riding baller bikes and, and it's the same bikes that he's showing. So I, Gilbert, thanks for coming and talking. That's why we got you here. And then, uh, you know, Craig, I just like talking about BMX. So this whole thing for me, like with bike, like we've talked about it on the show and Gilbert and Adam, check this out. Isaac and I are, or at least I'll speak for me. And, and I know I can speak for Isaac on this. We are, uh, fans of BMX bike builds, but we are not bike builders. Now we customize our bikes. Don't get me wrong, but we are customizers for performance. We like good quality parts and, and, and things that enhance our our uh, experience in our rideability on a bike. Now with what Isaac said, um, you know, we, we go to bike shows, we see, you know, immaculate banging bikes, dude, we're talking top of the line, everything top of the line frames, you name it from the, from the hairs on the knobbies to the grips. Right. So when we got into this conversation, it was just like, what, and, and I don't want to put too much out there, Isaac, but the, what, what you're, you were le- alluding to was like at a bike show, especially if you're judging, you know, I, Isaac and I were like, how do you pick the best bike? I mean, that, I mean, what is, let's say you've got different, of course there's different. And for those that haven't been to a bike show, obviously you have different classes. You've got old school, mid school, new cruisers, um, you name it. You guys could probably come up with all the all the different categories, but it's like in each category, what makes the number one bike or the best of show or the best of category? Um, and Isaac, w- like when we were talking about that, what was what was the like biggest thing between what we were talking about? Remind me. We t- yeah, yeah. So we, we my point was like, hey, dude, uh, I I like the brand new blingy bikes. Uh, you know, brand new, like, or new old stock or whatever. You know what I mean? I think that looks great. Like, I like that showroom. Like, oh man, I remember walking up and squeezing that gyro and judging the mechanic because the gyro slapped, you know? And so I'm like, man, I've been grooming myself to be a bike judge since I was a little kid walking around the bike shop. Like, hey, these brakes are jacked, bro. What are you doing over here? Right? Because you just yell at everybody because you can't afford the bike. So you're like, I'm just going to troll these people. So I like that. Craig, uh, he had a pretty good argument because he's like, I think this survivor bike that has a little bit of paint mm-hmm. rubbed off of it is way more, uh, way more, uh, you know, it's worth more emotionally and it's been through more and it's like, it has that patina, right? And so now yeah. we're getting into that debate and we're like, okay. So then I said, bro, let's stop. Let's call Adam. Let's see if he's right. down. Adam's like, oh okay. yeah, I'm down. Let's go. And then I was like, bro, I've got Gilbert is in my next door. Like, he's in my next door, bro. Like, let's go. He's in my backyard. Let's do it. So that's how we got here. And so I, you know, Craig and I will sit here and talk for four hours about classic bikes and and what we like about bikes. But you two have a very very distinct uh, uh, reputation 
some of it's good, some of it's bad. Nudge, nudge it, Adam. I love you, brother. Um, but 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 we love you, man, and we love what you guys are doing. And I like I I love going over to 24, 26, 29 and seeing the bills in there. Um, I don't always feel comfortable chit chatting with everyone in there because there's some hardcore bike builders, and that's intimidating to me sometimes. I'll be honest with you. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't always see eye to eye with like, that's a great looking bike. You know, I'm like, it's pretty cool, but is it a bike anymore? I don't know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, right. So here we go. Um, what would you say when it comes to bike? First of all, folks like me, that are coming back to BMX. Let's start it here. Coming back to the big bike world. Um, what is some advice? If, if I see these bikes, where do I even start, man? Cause like, number one, I'm just going to be real honest. I'm gonna lay it out. I know that people like to custom build off of like Craig, Craig Turner's and Bassett's and you know, the, the Johnny Johnny's like custom frames, all of that. Here's the thing, dude, if I'm, I'm Johnny, nobody, I have no idea what bills Bassett, what bill, like what bikes bill has for sale other than what I see on Bassett.com or, you know, the Bassett BMX site. So if I want to come into BMX, it's like, you almost have to know, like you have to know someone and then you have to almost be like on the inside to even get like a new frame from Bassett. Is that accurate when you say, or am I, am I off base? My off base. Um, I mean, sort of, you just have to be, you know, especially if it's a limited drop, you just have to know somebody or be on it to get the bike yeah. because once they build them and they're all sold, then that's a wrap. Um, so, yeah, yes and no. Like, you got to kind of just follow it. It's just like anything else. It's like a sneaker drop or, you know, a Dixon drop or anything else. You just have to kind of follow it if you want to get the bike. Um, so, you know, for some of the uh, more limited bikes. But, um, yeah, you, you just have to be in the loop somewhat. So, like, social media, right? So, if, if you follow uh, Bill's Instagram or Facebook, just like I do with Evil Alloy, like I see... You know, I, I could literally watch the, the progress of like concept, prototype, testing, stitches, more testing. Hey, this is good enough for all of us now, right? Because it's going to hold up to me. So that that's the same thing. You would say go on social media, follow follow these folks on Instagram, on Facebook, check their websites. That's that's how you kind of get in. Is that Would that be your best advice for someone like me that... In, you don't you see a bike at a show or see a bike on a ride and you just call them up most likely that bike has already been made sold and is done so um right. some of, like i said some of the more limited bikes not the ones that you see on his website so you just have to pay attention if you want one of those bad motherfuckers you have to pay attention now here we go craig this is a fun one if I, if i can one of those like swoopers that i see on the site or uh, well, Craig, Craig, just like, you always kind of just see like all random, right? You see his stuff. It's like, come and go. So, but let's say a swooper, can a swooper still win a, uh, a bike, a bike show? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, I, I think it's all comes down to what, what you do to it. I know that the classes have been, I think Adam and I just kind of started talking about this the other day, kind of stirring the pot on on one of the uh, streams, just kind of like what it takes and like the, the categories that these are to your point, kind of going beyond bikes now, you know, are they, are they riders? Are they not riders? You know, but um, the purple pinstripe one, what was that one, Adam? Uh, that one, won one of the shows, wasn't it? Uh, 
the one uh, Tom Schindler owns now or owned. Yep. Yeah, that one I think took a show, and that was a super frame or a Ronin, right? Well, the, I mean, kind of off topic a little bit. Before it was any bike that you built, it depended on how you built it could take a show. Like I was seeing when I first got into this, I was seeing Big Rippers win yeah. shows. Yeah. But I feel like now, if you don't have a limited edition frame that they made 30 of, and you didn't gold plate and engrave it, like you're not even like people aren't even looking at your bike twice so that's why that's where my post came from a couple of weeks ago was like it's time to add a category for those bikes because how do you take up somebody who like i said i've seen many times i've seen big rippers that you know yeah maybe it was full custom big ripper but i've seen big rippers win shows i've won shows with a stock se um 29 inch quad angle basically stock but like at this point in time could i take my stock se 29 2012 quad angle and go enter it in a show and even have a chance like no like not at all so that's where the topic came from of my my uh my post was like hey like it's time to make a category for these bikes because everybody needs to be able to have fun and compete what fun is it if if you don't have 10 grand to build a bike, what fun is it that you don't get to, you, you don't, you go to a show, yeah, you put your bike in there, but like, you're not even going to have a chance in hell. Like, you know, like going into it, if you even think that you're going to place against these bikes that people have put 10K into, you're fucking high. Yeah. And that's, and we were talking about that too, Adam. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought up the, uh, you know, the other category. Cause the one other thing Isaac and I were talking about too, is should there be a super build category? Like, you're right, dude. You could bring in a, a flawless Big Ripper, a flawless uh, bike that, that you know, it, it's it's supreme. But like you said, if it goes up against a limited frame, a limited, you know, it, it's chrome-plated, gold-plated, engraved, everything is super high-end, does that other bike really get a chance to compete with that super build in the same category? Because right now, from what I know... It seems like everything on a 29 inch, it'll be 29 inch cruisers, everybody in all, everybody's at the table. You got the whale, you know, the guy with the big stack of chips, you got the dude coming in with the small stack, but he sits at the same table, right? So should, I mean, what do you guys think about a super category or, or a super build category? Like is, should we now have categories like 29 inch cruiser, 10 K invested and up or how do you see it? Well, how do you yeah, see it? so that's what I originally said was like, oh, we'll have the 5K and up category, but you could drop 5K on a, on a bike and still be pretty close to stock. So at some point in time, it needs to be broke down into, it. yeah, like so you, everybody needs to kind of come together. But at the same time, it depends on what show you go to. So, like, would have, you know, let's say taking the heavy hitter show, you take the bike that won there and took it, took it to Frogtown, it probably wouldn't even place. So, and vice versa, you take some of the bikes that were at the Frogtown, went to place the heavy hitters. So that's where it comes in that there needs to be a couple of categories added. Maybe, um, you know, like it's, it's hard to put a, a, a dollar amount on it and say, oh, 10K and up, but there needs to be some rules set in place. So everybody could still have fun because like I said, what fun is it if you put your heart and soul into your big ripper and you take it to a show and there's 20 bikes there that have 10, 
you know, seven to ten thousand dollars into them, and you don't even get a second look like that. It, it doesn't make it fun for anybody. Well, and that that begs a question for me for this for the next part B of my my comment is that if there is like say a, a super build category, right, or a ten k and above or whatever. Should there also be a rider category to where it's a build, but it's a daily rider? Fuck yeah. 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 That better have dirt on the tires and scratches on the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> right? No sandbagging. Because yeah, that blows those, my those mind, dude. Like, you made a comment too. about, um, you know, so you could put 5K into a stock bike, and in a competition, that bike's pretty much still stock. That blows my mind because I don't come from the world of, of build or bike builds, custom builds, and I respect it. And it's like, whoa, like that 10K, let's say the 10K was the ceiling, right? We just threw that against the wall. It's, it's, it's just a number. It could be a, a 15K ceiling next year. Or, you know, like people, once you give them a bar to jump over or to set, they are going to exceed that to take that trophy home. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> from what from what it started, so we touched on this the first time when we did the podcast about me showing up with my stock rider that had you know five thousand miles on it, and I powder coated it and threw a couple parts on it, and I placed with it, and it, and that's what gave me the bug and made me want to actually build um, show bikes. But when we first started, it wasn't about just what your bike looked like because again, if you guys remember, I told you. When I built my swooper and I took it, I didn't even know Craig. What are you doing? Brakes. 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 <laughs> uh, he was talking about. He was talking about. Oh, I don't know. So yeah, so I hadn't. I'd never even met Craig. I took my swooper, put it together the night before, and he came up to me after the show. He's like, "Hey, you want to know why you didn't win?" And it was the brakes. The brakes pulled on one side, and they pulled uneven, and that's why I didn't win. Uh, people aren't even looking at that anymore. So you go to these shows and they're like, oh, that bike looks dope. That's the winner. They're not checking chain tension. They're not checking grease on the chain. Um, they're not checking air pressure. They're not checking brakes. They're not checking anything. They just look at it and go, yeah, that bike looks cool. That's the winner. And that's shit, dude. That's a, that's a shit way to judge. Because when, as Gilbert probably remembers, when we first started doing this, you could show up and look at all the bikes and go, damn, that bike's sick. That bike's going to win. But then when the judge hit that bike and pulled the brakes and 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 wiped his hand and there was grease on the chain and uh, dirt dirt on the hub and dirty spokes and, like, they mark all of that shit. Yeah. So yeah. that bike that everybody thought was going to come in and sweep the competition just lost 20 points because shit wasn't right on it. And I think that it needs to kind of start going back to that. Even those badass fucking bikes that are, let's call it the 10K category, they still need to pull the brakes, uh, spin the fucking freewheel, wipe the chain, uh, check the spokes. Like It's kind of like a white glove. Like You put a white glove on, wipe the chain, and there's grease on the chain, you just lost the point. Uh, your chain's loose, you lost the point. One of your tires is low, you lost the point. Like It needs to go back to that root-style judging. Instead of just going, oh, dude, that thing's dope. He spent his last uh, three months paycheck on that fucker, and he wins. <laughs> right. So how do they get to that point? Like, who makes who? It, it, who's going to make that that requirement 
or those requirements come back? Is it the, the big bike shows going, all right, check it out. We are going to be doing this this year. White glove check. Your shit better be working. I mean, is that how this happens? Because there's really, I mean, let me know. Is there any type of structured, like, sanctioned body that that does bike shows? Or is it just the bike show organizer saying, this is what I'm doing, and this is how we're going to judge it? As far as I know, there's no sanctioned body. There are people, there are bike clubs and people that have been putting shows on for quite some time, BMX Society and shit like that. Uh, but we don't really mesh with them. They're all old school. They don't really even recognize our 29-inch bikes. You'll see a few 24 and 26s, but they don't even recognize our 29-inch bikes. They kind of laugh at them and call them beach cruisers. So I don't, I, I per se, I wouldn't say there's even a sanctioning body. But again, when we started doing this, that's how you rolled. And uh, I think Craig, be, being one of the first ones doing the big bike shows, um, just took those rules from the old school bike shows and just implemented them into his shows. And and I truly, uh, even cars, anything, you go back to like you go to a lowrider super show and, and same thing. Everyone thinks that this car is going to sweep it and they look and go, oh, there's bluing on the headers or there's a scratch here or this or that. Like, And everyone, the, the car that everyone thought was going to win now just got knocked down and somebody else came in and won. So... That kind of helps separate just looking at it and going, oh, wow, that guy spent 10K on his bike. He's the winner. Well, that guy spent 10K on his bike but doesn't know how to build a bike correctly and his brakes are off, his chain's off, so on and so forth. Well, he just lost points and now it's a real competition because somebody could come along that might not have had as sick of a bike but had all their shit on point and they just swept the show by being on point rather than just having big big pockets yeah yeah what do you think Gilbert? what, right, what Gilbert? do you, think? What, do you what think what do you say about that what's that you broke up i think it, i mean it all makes sense man i mean I, I think when i started you know uh just exactly what you said it was one of the the things that they really kind of looked at and then just seen the progression over time you know it was the limited frames it was this it was that and then it kind of you know turned into the who's going to spend the most exactly it broke down to money, not functionality. Um, and that's where we saw it. Now you see these stands, you know, before it was just the $20 stand off of Amazon, you know, the sunlight stand, and then it turned into these extravagant CNC machine signs that are <laughs> chrome plated, gold plated and all that. So now display goes into it. Um, so yeah, we're definitely transitioning to a lot of that, um, radical category that they did in the uh lowrider shows and yeah for sure definitely needs to kind of go to that because to your point i mean everyone wants a piece of the pie or at least to you know feel that enjoyment like i think it was last year i had my uh true torch uh you know built it pretty much like like a period correct but in the newer style and stuff but i didn't enter in the show because i knew it wouldn't even compete you know but if you looked at it and broke it down based off and the people that were in that old school vibe like you know, that knew exactly what the old gooses look like. Then they came up and they're like, oh, dude, that's sick, blah, blah, blah. And they were kind of ignoring those. So it's, it kind of breaks down to exactly what Adam's saying. You know, it's kind of subjective to what show you're going to, how they're judging, what they're judging and all that. So um, and to tell you the truth, I think that's a lot of times Well, I'll, I'll show my bikes or I won't enter them in the physical show. I'll put them out there on display. But, you know, just because, you know, at the end of the day, you know that it goes to that, you know, 10,000, 10, 10,000 K bike or who's going to have, 
the engraving. I respect it for sure, man. But I mean, it, it's definitely, I mean, is it functional? Is it not functional? Um, you know, those type of things, you know, is that brake going to pull all the way to the handle grip and you're going to go, you know, nowhere stop or anything like that, you know? Yeah, Let me ask sure. you this, um, Gilbert, because that that's a good point, man. Do you, and I'll ask this to you, Adam, you can chime in as well. Do you guys, if you are, you know, as bike builders, as guys who have entered their bikes in shows, are you guys more likely to enter a show if A, um, you know that you can like compete in a particular show uh, because of A, the category um, you know who's going to be bringing what bikes, or at least you think you may know. But and more importantly, what about the judges, bro? Let's say that they're, they're not checking the brakes and all these certain check boxes that you got to check. If you got judges, or do you guys ask who's, oh, who's judging that show? Because if it's so-and-so and so-and-so, and you're like, that dude likes Bassett's, I'm going to bring my Bassett. Or is, is, it, is, it, is it, does it even go that way where, where you're, you know who's going to be looking at them, or is it just... You rarely know who's going to judge a show. Right. Yeah, it's come with what you brung, man. Come with what you brung? Yeah, because I was thinking, like, if there's judges who go, man, you know this guy really loves chrome. He really loves custom engraving. I got a bike like that. I have a bigger chance than someone who doesn't know this. You know, is it? does it get to that point? I've never really um, – I don't think I've ever come across any time where they're like, oh, so-and-so is going to be the judge and you know ahead of time. And if so, I've never paid any mind to that. But I've never – and at this point, like, I, I've shifted my um, – all of my energy to furthering my, my company as opposed to building bikes. Like, I want to see, you know, like, I, I can't build a bike and show up and vend at a show. Like, I, I can't. And that coupled with the 20 bikes that I already have, like, I just, I, I feel like when I did the 2019, when Craig did the triple crown and it was, uh, you, you had to compete in all three shows and then your points were, um, accumulated and that's how the winner was judged. That was cool as fuck. But like once, and, and not to sound like a cocky, arrogant asshole, but once I killed that, like, I'm like, what now? Like, I, I, I don't. I, I lost interest. I, I really, truly lost interest in even building a bike to compete in a show. That's what fair. I mean, yeah, that's, and, and that's the thing I was going to ask you too about, you know, uh, what is the pinnacle? If it's the, if it's, if it was the Craig's triple crown, uh, and you get to that point, you take that, you know, championship or whatever, what's next? What do you do with the bikes? I mean, it, it, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, is there, do you down, do you down, not down, I hate to say downgrade because I don't want to make anybody else's competition sound like it's less than, but at that point, do you take that champion triple crown bike and then keep going around to different shows if you still want to compete? Or is it like you said, Adam, like, now what? I mean, for me, I built a, so uh, I went into that, I went into that uh, whole triple crown thing kind of soft and. The first show was here at my shop, and I brought a bike that I showed previously in 2018. I built a pink two-piece Gary Turner, and I was like, oh, it only went to one show in 2018, so I'm gonna that's what I'm going to show for 2019. And I came in with that bike, and my buddy Scott was just getting into it, and he went all out and built this crazy 
mosaic anodized thing and 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 people were blown away by it and he won the first show so he was all pumped up like oh i just put the smack down on adam and that's when i was like all right like i did come into this shit slacking and that's when i built the black and copper bike yeah and just yeah. Blew, came out blew swinging came out yeah. Back. Yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah but but it's not like you take the bike and it's not like you know just using this as a, a as a reference it's not like the the Kentucky Derby horse winner now goes out to pasture right it's like and it's not going to enter the local you know track sweepstakes what what do you do with that bike bro i mean is that the is that is it at that point you go i got to build a new one this one's already done its job now i got to now i got to get a new a new project going get going so so what I did notice when I was doing the show bikes is it's always that first wow factor when people see the bike and then you bring it to the next show and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that bike. Mm -hmm. So now whoever built the next newest bike, everyone's like, oh, dude, check that thing out. So before, like uh, Mark Darcy, um, he helped me out along the way of like when I started building bikes, like what to do, what not to do. That guy had this purple, I think he called it the purple people eater, and it was a 26-inch Gary Turner. And this motherfucker had every spoke nipple turned the same direction. Like, it, it was like, it was mind-blowing how clean and perfect and everything was painted. And he used to compete with it all the time, and he'd win over and over and over and over. But I think that, again, when shows started to evolve... And people would see something sick, and they'd be like, oh, my God. And then somebody else is like, oh, I'll top that. And it started becoming where, like, oh, that's just Adam's bike from last show. And it started to, like, evolve into, if you don't build a new bike for the show, that's just, like, last week's dinner leftovers. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert, what about you, ma'am? Like, what it, with your bikes, because I, when I was out in Arizona and when, and when I look at your social media, uh, you know, your bikes to me and Adam, the same with you, you guys – you build the eye catchers, right? So are you finding out the same thing is going on at the shows you go to, if not the same as the ones Adams goes to, but like with you, what, what do you do when, when that bike is not, is something that someone goes, Oh, there's Gilbert's bike from last year. Or, or does that happen to you? What's your experiences? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of like where you exactly what Adam said, you build something different. I think I was in the transition, the Phoenix had just popped. And then I was like, Oh man, the Bel Air just came out. So then I stopped everything I was doing on the Phoenix and I went to the Bel Air, you know, so you're consistently, you know, rotating them and kind of touch on like, you know, what do you do with the bikes after, you know, like me, I'm selective. Like I only can have so many bikes here. And then, you know, those people that really like appreciate the, the stuff you went into them, you know, those are the ones that like, you don't see my bikes flip hands, you know, like, so if I go and resell it, it's going to someone that, that I know that truly love that one, like my goose, it's over in, I believe, Indiana or something like that. Um, you know, someone that I know that's not going to be flipping hands and stuff like that, and they can respect the build and see those type of things. So, you know, because I think at the end of the day, you know, it's a work of art is the way I see it is. It's something that, you know, I, I had a vision and I put my vision, you know, to, to work and then for other people to respect that just like a piece of art you know then they're like oh yeah you know what i want to buy that art piece you know and you know whether ride it or something like that so that's usually like what i do you know like my manhattan i got it you know with david you know and those type of things and uh it's just those people that respect it just and i make sure that i don't sell it to those guys that i know that are going to be like oh i want to you know go sell that frame and four for forty five hundred dollars you know and you know it's someone that really kind of respected the build and saw the vision you saw in, in type of thing but yeah exactly i mean it 
to that point, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a tough one, man. I mean, it, it, it's definitely uh, gospel what Adam's saying, man, when it comes to the whole bike thing. It, it's, you know, what, what do you do after? You know, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, uh, got uh, the Bel Air going. And then the next show was, I think, the heavy hitters. And uh, then you saw, you know, how are they going to top that next build? And then that's when you saw everyone coming out with the engraving and then the stuff, which is great, man. I, I love it. You know, it's great to see the blood, sweat, and tears because I see the art that goes into it. I see the work that goes into it. Um, definitely love it. But then at what point, you know, it's almost like that next high. When are you, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? How are you going to top it? You know, I mean, now you're going to engrave, you know, the, the chords. I mean, like Jake. I mean, Jake's the guru when it comes to the powder coating everything man he'll make everything match everything and you know when it comes to that i mean you got bolts and nuts and everything that ties in and then like what do you do you know there's only so far you can go and i think the other cool thing that we kind of got away from you know they would transition from kind of like the original build kind of like adam said you walk up in the scene you had these bikes and then it and then everyone started there was that period where it was like the uh theme bikes you know uh scott i believe was it scott that did the uh monster quad that or the monster zinc yeah so then you had that cool stuff where people were tying that in you know um and you know so then it's like, then you had Keith Ellis coming in with the, the, the Vans bike and, you know, the original Vans bike before the SE, you know, collab and uh, uh, the Bassett that I think Mark Zabrano owns now. So I think those, those type of things. And it's like, you know, it, it's totally gone a whole different direction, which is cool, man. I mean, you get to see like everyone's different flavor on what they've added and stuff. Um, looking at even going to like the heavy hitter show, I think, um, who took home the trophy? It was um, Brian. Brian, I think, uh, with that uh, Craig, wasn't it? With that Turner, the green one. I saw oh, him. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. his Bandolero, yeah. Bandolero yeah. 2.0, yeah. the two-piece. Yeah, so yeah. that one, I mean, so then you go back to, like, okay, so then it's almost kind of going back to that original. I mean, that was a clean bike, clean build, had, you know, good color combos and stuff, but then, then you start, like, okay, you – what that? What that? The sticker kit on it was sick. Oh, I know some guy that does some good sticker kits, man. I, you know, I don't know. He's been in the dark, man. I don't know where he's been, but yeah. Let me, uh, let me touch back with with Isaac real quick. Isaac, when you're hearing Gilbert and and Adam talk about these these categories, right? And and, and you know, back in the day, it was, you know, just bring clean builds, and uh, you know, things weren't at the 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 height that they were now, you know, like the, the extravagance, what do you think about them talking about $10,000 builds or, you know, a $5,000 build still being kind of stock? Is that, does that from where we come from, like the rider world, does that kind of just blow you away that that's just where you have to be to compete? And then like, you can see that it's just going to keep escalating, right? Where, yeah. What I mean, do you think about that, dude? You guys, it's, it's a trip to me because I, I, I love seeing these bikes. I love like, I even kind of touched on it earlier. Like I, I, I cannot see an engraved bike and not go, dude. That's dope, cool. But at the same <laughs> right. time, I'm not. And and I don't, I don't know whose bike that is. And this isn't a cut to them. But like, I hope you understand what I'm about to say. I respect the art, but like, dude, I don't know at what point some of the stuff stops being a BMX bike, and and is now just a like a like a sculpture, right? And that that's the thing that kind of trips me out a bit because. 
and, and and I mean this with the utmost respect for everyone that's in the sport. Number one, if you're a bike builder, even if it's not my jam, if you're into this, this is the coolest sport to be in. And I'm so glad you're doing this. There's some, some crazy stuff you could spend your money on. Um, and so I'm stoked you're in BMX and you're helping build the BMX community. So is it, 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 I'm a little bummed out that there's no, there's nowhere for, it doesn't sound like there's a place for the actual like bike, you know, like it's a, it's a bicycle. And, and if, if you all just agreed on the rules that like, all right, whoever has the most cash and the most time and has the most talented homies, that's going to, that's going to win the bike because you've got like the best platers and the best powder coaters and you have the best, you know, you've got all the, you've gone through all the raffles, waffles or whatever. You've got all the latest bullseye and, you know, you just a checklist, man. I've got my bullseye hubs. Check. This is polished. Check. Got this. Check. No one's seen it. Check. You know, and like it, all that stuff. It's just, I, it's hard for me to relate to it because it just sounds like there's no way to get in. And I, I kept, I kept waiting. I've been real quiet this whole podcast because I kept waiting for something to come back and go where I could just say, Adam, how can we recreate that first show experience that you had where you're like, this is dope, dude. I found my people because it doesn't sound like the average person, right? Because our audience is primarily dudes like us that are 80s kids that found BMX again or stayed in BMX the whole time. And we're just like, dude, this is, I'm kicking it with my homies. But yeah, hey, I like building custom bikes. But unless unless I'm one of the top 10 people, right? Because you guys, everybody's like, here's what I've learned today. Everybody's on a first name basis, right? So you can go Jake and you all know who Jake is. I, I'm like, is that Jake the Violator? Maybe, I think that's maybe who it is. I don't know. And, and so, you know, you're like so-and-so's name. And I'm like, the first thing I'm thinking is it's like us, Craig, with like, the big bike yeah. scene where we're like, yeah. I could say just someone's Instagram and be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, 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 where it's like you guys are on a first name basis. So it's clearly this is a small community of like power builders that are competing at that level, right? That you know everybody's name on a first name basis like that. How how do you make how, – how can we involve someone coming back? Is it a new class? It's like, hey, you know, 2K and under? is Do we start putting like – you know, like, uh, like when you're, if you're, let's say golf, everyone knows about golf, right? We could say, all right, man, this round, we're all going to throw in 20 bucks and we all have to play with everybody else's clubs and let's see who wins. Right. And you start doing that to make it creative and fun. Maybe it's like when I, like at work, when I have to do web design stuff, there's a lot of times they'll be like, Hey, who can make the sickest website under this many kilobytes? So you're out there trying to like, man, I got to try and make a, an image with just pixels, but man, that's going to add HTML. So it's, that's that challenge, right? Maybe it's build a custom bike, or maybe there's a category where it's like, build, you know, show a custom bike that was a box bike when it started. Maybe it's something. Is there any, I mean, is there any hope for someone coming into the scene today that just came back, found bikes that are like, dude, I had a Bassett. I used to race that. That's yeah. cool. I want to have one. Is there I a think, place for it? And I, and I think I'll, I know, Adam, you're going to chime in real quick, but one of the things we started out with Isaac, and I hope. Adam, I know you're chomping at the bit to get on this too. Um, <laughs> the the cat, well, the category thing, right? So if if in a perfect bike build world, what if they did go, you know, Isaac, they go, okay, super builds here, uh, stock custom, call it stock custom or something like that here, survive, and then that you know, cruiser category is it's like its own 
bubble and then you've got your you could do a survivor or you know you could break out those bubbles or at least create more categories what i would think to to give those folks a chance but i adam i know you were about to chime in bro sorry about that no it's all good uh i know at one point in time we kind of joked about doing like so you guys have seen the hyper bikes um from walmart yeah the jet fuelers uh, yeah the jet kind of like joked about doing that like hey you've got to start with the hyper bike and there's a cap on what you could spend or, you know, what you could do. Like it never came to light, but like, I know we joked about stuff like that, or you got to buy your bike and from, you know, like you, you, there's like a cap on it of where you, what you could spend. And I don't necessarily think that everybody has been pushed out. And if you have a big ripper, you can't compete anymore. I just think that the, the, so I, I really going back to, we need to add a couple of categories and then it will kind of separate everything and allow the people who have that badass big ripper that they chrome plated and still put 5k into and it'll give them a chance to compete again if we add a couple of categories that separates the the shit like because these bikes have evolved so much and so quick i i just think that like i said like it kind of just pushed the people who aren't so now at this point in time some of the shows, not all of them, it's basically pushed the people out that aren't into that style of bike or don't have the cash to spend on something like that. It's kind of just pushed them off to the side. And I think to make those people relevant again, or the guy, like I said, that has the one bike that wants to continue showing it over and over all over the place, I think that if we add a couple of categories and separate these bad-ass builds from the average build, That'll kind of give everybody, it'll, it'll kind of just put everything back into perspective and allow everybody to compete on their own level of where they're comfortable or where they're, you know, where, what, where they, what they could spend. And like, it, it really comes down to that. I think that if like, whatever you want to call it, if you added a category and even may, maybe made a couple of subcategories out of that category, like best of paint, uh, best of whatever, like, but really, um, that's what it comes down to. The shit evolved so quick. Like, it just, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I always tell you guys, like, I, I don't want to sound like that guy. But, like, once I built that black and copper bike, if you ask anybody that was into building bikes around that time or even shortly after, like, I set the bar, dude. I set the bar really high building that black and copper bike. I had a lot of the old school dudes that came to me that are like, well, at what point in time is it not a BMX bike anymore? And I go, well, at what point in time I took it on the track? So as far as I'm concerned, that motherfucker's a BMX bike. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, let, me ask you, well, let me ask you this. So then then cut, cutting to it then, what what classes, first of all, y'all got some good posture. I look like I'm four foot tall. All right. <laughs> um, what classes do we add, Adam? Do we add like a we added upper class and lower class what do, what do you think i'm going to ask think about adam gilbert what do you think upper class lower cat like what do we add What's yeah i mean definitely like there i mean if you remember back uh 2019 adam you know people were going into bill's shop and buying box and putting them straight up in the lineup you know they were just having fun just showing their bike what they bought you know because it was about bmx you know and you know you know there was dudes that's i think that's when that uh blue om came out that electric blue with the little cheetah print seed or whatever 
you know, dudes were putting them in the lineup. PK was there signing them, and people just went and bought a stand from Bill and went and put it in the lineup. So I think, yeah, definitely a category, like even like a, a stock category, you know, um, on those older bikes, like someone come out with a 2012, it's mint condition, you know, still got the nipples straight out the box, you know, like that original class, you know, and um, yeah, and then definitely I would say, you know, break up. Okay. You have like the limited class, you know, Bill did, I think like with Manhattan's, he broke them down into, I mean, there's 20 of them. And he broke them up into like a little Manhattan class and best Manhattan. Um, so then he kind of broke those up because those, I mean, how do you compete against the other bikes? So then he kind of took those out. So I think, yeah, then we need to take it a next step further and start, okay, if you have any type of um, keep chrome still in there, but if you're doing like gold plating, uh, black chrome, you know, rose gold, those type of things, engraving, and then now you've just went into a whole nother class because I think the whole point of it is, is, you know, Anyway, it, it, it definitely turns into that swinging contest, you know, and I think, yeah, like I said, we do it as like an art, you know, Adam, definitely, I saw that black, you know, rose, and I'm like, dude, how do you even compete with that, man? That thing is sick, you know? Right. And, um, and then so that, you know, but then you're like, okay, well, then I'm going to come out with this, and then we come out with this, and that's where it's just always been, you know, who's going to top who, um, and I think you know, definitely that upper class would definitely help break up some of that because the whole thing is you want people to have fun, man. You want people to come in. Um, you know, that's how, you know, Adam and I got to know each other from the shows, you know, that's where you get these first name bases. Cause you're around sweating your butt off over there, freaking in Riverside and you're in there, you know, chit-chatting and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's where you really get to know people. And if you yeah. exclude those type of people, cause they feel like they can't be part of it. You know, it kind of keeps that same, okay, here he comes bringing that same bike. We're coming seeing the yeah. same bike, you know, type of thing. So I like the idea of that, that lower cap class only because of this, right? I really appreciate when I see people's craftsmanship, right? Not that you can't have that in a $15,000 bike. I'm not saying that. But if you were to say, okay, you can only spend $2,500 on this certain bike, whatever, those guys in my mind from where I'm where I'm standing you know they're going to buy a, they're going to take that maybe that stock sprocket and they're going to high polish it and they're going to take the anodizing off and they may do some custom tweaks and and you know things that they really can showcase instead of just buying the best of everything and bolting it on and going there I built a bike yeah you did but you know maybe in the in this other category we really can see some of these artists some of these craftsmen showcase their abilities with a limited um valued bike and i don't mean a cheap bike i just mean they have only so much to work with so now they have to do something to really make that thing stand out with their their craftsmanship yep adam what do you think what do you think the the, the classes agreed uh, classes and uh again when we first started this there was always a rider category and uh i built my it's, it's my, my semi-famous uh, Santa Cruz that I put all the purple parts on when I built that bike. When I was telling people, yeah, I'm going to put all purple parts on a Santa Cruz. People were like, purple? That's going to look like shit. Well, I built that bike, and I truly built that as a rider. If anybody knows or has ridden with me, I rode that bike for shit. Four, that was the bike I rode predominantly for like four years. Three, four years. and But when I first built it, I took it and I put it in the rider class at uh, one of Craig's shows. They didn't even take a second look at it, but I literally had just finished building it the day before. 
so the pedals were brand new, the tires were brand new, and and I heard a couple of comments like, "Oh, you're sandbagging on, you're putting a show bike in the rider category," and I'm like, "No, this is like this is a rider," and they're like, "Dude, there's no dirt on the pedals, there's no dirt on the tires, there's no this, there's no that," and then after that, I think that the rider category just kind of strayed away, literally after that show. But I think that there should be a rider category. I think that there should be a lower class. Uh, box bike you got to start with a box bike and it's a twenty five hundred dollar cap i think that's a fucking great idea yeah i agree but i also along along the lines of i think it's a great idea to add upper class to like these new for these new super bikes or whatever you want to call them like they're they need they're in a class of their own they you know they they need to be they their needs if this is going to continue on and everybody's still going to have fun, like Gilbert was saying. Like these classes need to be, the classes need to be recognized of what you're building, and also the rules of brakes, chain, all of that needs to come into play because you could, like I said earlier, you could build the baddest fucking bike on earth, but if your brake pulls sideways and your chain's loose and you have a one flat tire and, and uh, you, you know, like you got a, a loose pedal and a like all that comes into play um and i feel that these people are just like oh i spent more money than you so i'm gonna win but like all you know all of these guys that are new that are starting to put these shows on i think need to recognize the 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 way it was you know it hasn't been that long so i don't want to say the way it was back in the day but like when we started this when i started this um, I, I just I feel that the, all of those things need to be recognized, and that's what's going to set Adam apart from Gilbert because Gilbert stayed up all night and made sure everything was right, and Adam showed up to the show with a flat tire and a loose chain, and guess what? His bike was nicer, but his fit and finish was shit, and he lost the show. So, like, I feel that all those things need to be along with the lower classes and upper classes. These all these things need to be recognized when when judging the bikes yep i i i can't i i would love to see something where there's some type of like entry level class i like lower class is like like we gotta we gotta we gotta really work on the branding here but um yeah call it like an entry level class because i no, 100 percent. i'm 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 trolling you dude but here's what it is because let's say i'm a fan of boxing right and and, and you look at like boxing's popularity in the 90s because of mike tyson and right now in the bike scene, if we were just to overlay it, my only option is to go, I'm a go, I'm a go and I'm an inner tough man, and Mike Tyson is in there too. Right? And you just it's like I'm just gonna pay this money and just get punched in my mouth. And this is gonna be a horrible experience, right? But that's right. And so that's what I want for like BMX, dude. Like that in like the 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 class where you guys are engraving and rose gold and that level, I want to see that progress. So I want to see you in a level where you can go toe to toe entering that class. You know, I'm bringing every nipple is in the same direction and that thing is going to be pristine. And, and that's what I mean when, the, when the, like you ring the bell and you're like, all right, judging opens. I want to see the curtain open on those bikes, right? Deservedly so because of the time and effort and energy that goes into them. But I do want to see. The ability for the next Adam, the next Gilbert, the next Jake, the next what's the engraving guy's name? 
so I can at least call him by his name because I don't want to keep saying engraving guy. Do you know who I'm talking? Who is who has the engraved oh, Big Ripper? There's, there's a lot of them now. Oh, is there? Okay. Oh, uh, Fabian. 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 Fabian was the first Fabian. guy. Okay, so Fabian. Fabian was okay, the first Fabian. guy. Fabian. Yeah. Fabian is is the one I remember. It's a Big Ripper, the one that the first one that I saw. Um. So yeah, the Grim Ripper. Yep. And so I think he's the first one that started that engraving on it when he came out. And uh, yeah, that thing took show, man. But yeah. that was a whole nother category because then that's when everyone felt like, dang, now I got to come with engraved. Right. And but so he's, he, he rides the hell out of that thing. I see him in India riding the hell out of that. Dude, I saw it in San Diego. That's like, I saw it face to face. And I was just like, oh my God, dude, this bike is yeah. engraved. I didn't even want to walk by it in case I accidentally, like, I'm clumsy. And I was like, I'm not even walking by that bike. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I feel about some of these custom bikes. And they're out there riding them. So shout out to San Diego and that, the, the whole SoCal crew that rides your bikes. But, um, so Fabian, I'm including you in that, that list of like top tier folks. There you go. You got, you got my respect. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. I want to see that. I want to see the next builders come in and have a place to a seat at the table and a place to actually learn and evolve, you know. And and man, there's so much fun stuff you guys could do. Because here's this is where it's stemming from, Craig. And I think you're gonna you're gonna agree. Is I'm sitting here with like my best buddy Craig, right? And we've we've met in person like twice. Rest of the time, like that I've I've seen Craig is like on our podcast, right? So brotherhood right then i've got pastor gilbert over here next to craig in my screen and then i've got evil adam on the right side and so like in in an everyday world there's no reason the four of us would have anything in common yet here we are laughing having a great time relieving a bunch of stress arguing about bmx bikes like we did when we were 14 and so that's what's so dope about this and it i don't want to see this experience that we're able to to see now and the people that are listening on the podcast I don't want to see them miss out on it because like, I got to tell you, dude, like, like we, I've, I know Gilbert, you've had a rough couple of weeks. I've had a rough couple of weeks. My buddy Craig had like strep throat. He had a rough couple of weeks. Um, it, dude, like if I didn't have my buddies to call and just vent about whatever, like it's Halloween right now. You're going to watch this in the future. It's Halloween right now. My kids are chopping up foam in my living room, trying to make Ghostbuster costumes. <laughs> and all I'm thinking about is like, I'm stressed at work and don't chop your fingers off. Right. But also... You know, there's a lot of stress in my life, you guys. So, like, being able to kick back and argue about engraved bikes over rose gold bikes over, you know, my my stock SE and my SE has no seat at the table. And maybe it does now if we have this, like, lower cl- – this more entry-level class. I almost said the, the – so, you know what I mean? So, like, this is – this is – the tra- trailer hey, park. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, dude. Like I'll wheelie my, I'll wheelie my lower class bike all over the place. I'll do wall rides higher than anybody else. Um, yeah. So that, that's, but that's the only thing I can come back to custom bike builders. It's like I'll, I'll out wheelie or I'll out, I'll out wall ride you on my stock SE. That's like my one big burn I have back, and they're like, that's cute. Um, but I love you guys. You guys built dope bikes, so um, you'll never hear. Oh, but- You'll, you'll never hear you'll you'll hear me give you guys a hard time, but it's because I love you. You know what I mean? If I didn't if I didn't care about what you were doing, if I didn't watch, I wouldn't have an opinion, and I wouldn't try and like jump in your conversation. But I think it's great. So um, always always understand where I come from, man. I want to see you guys riding bikes. I want to see you enjoying it. And if if you know jump here, I heard a great definition, man. You guys will dig this. Nostalgia is memory stripped of all the pain. And so you look back on, man, when we were kids, man, and you look, we all had rough lives growing up. I know all of our backstories, yet we're all like, man, what I would give to be 1984 again, 
And, you know, like you're like, I would give it my year's salary to live one day in 1985 all over again. And, and, and that's what we're all trying to do with these custom bikes, man. We're just trying to go to the show Never. to see your friends, show off your new parts. Man, that's the same shit we were doing. Like, you'd pull up to your buddies and be like, dude, look at my new CWs. And some be like, those are knockoffs. For, those, are, those are walled. And you just put a CW sticker on it, right? Yeah. We've all we've all done yeah. it. Oh, we've yeah. all done it. Um, so, what 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 do you guys like? I think I'll end it with this, Craig, and and I want your opinion too, man. Like <laughs> I say, your opinion because I, I just know where Craig lands on custom bikes, man. We're in the same. We're like, dude, let's just go ride. Um, five years from now, if you popped into, I'm gonna throw a made up name. No, you know what? I'm gonna throw in because uh, they have a lot of old school people. I'm gonna throw in uh, uh, Ohio, right? The Buckeye Bike Show. We're just going to go with that one, right? Five years from now, in the Buckeye Bike Show, if, if there's big bikes and there's these custom bikes, what do you hope you see when you walk in? And I'll go Craig, Gilbert, Adam. What do you hope you see? Yeah, man. So five years from now, dude, the one thing that I can say, you know, being a kid, like you were mentioning in the 80s in BMX, it just just what these guys are doing, Isaac, the the builds, the you know, taking it always one step up, one more step, one more step. It makes it relevant. It gives validation to our scene. I don't know about bike building, and I'm not gonna sit here and I don't think I've tried to to fake the funk, dude. I don't know about this. You know, I've been asked to judge shows and afterwards I'm like, did I know what I was doing or did I just go with something I like to look at, bro? And that's honesty, right? Yeah. I think it was a little more than that, but what I think it is, is these guys are, they're, they're adding into the scene, bro. They're, they're continuing to make things real, um, customizing, making when, when Adam says, Oh, the next bike, when you bring that show winner back to the next show and someone goes, Oh, that's the one from the other show, but someone's got the new, new, and it catches the eye, that's because it does something that others haven't done before. And people are like, ooh, look at that. That vibe right there, to me, is super important, bro. That's what keeps these dudes building. And I want to make the next eye catcher. I want to make the one that someone goes, whoa. And the whole crowd goes from over here to over here. And they're looking at that bike. Now, I do appreciate, you know, every bike. That, I've seen bikes from, you know, the, the late 60s, early 70s come out, OG, uh, survivors, you know, they look like they were road hell, ridden hard. And, um, those bikes are super exciting to me too. Five years from, from now. And if Ohio was doing the Buckeye bike show with a big bike BMX category validation, bro, that's, that's like, it started out as an old school 20 inch bike show. And now they're including, let's say all facets of bikes, all types of builds. Maybe they go to the high cap category, low cap, whatever it is at that point. It validates our scene and it keeps it alive, man. Yep, 100%. Gilbert, what do you think? Yeah, kind of echoing what he said. I think, um, you know, just bringing that thing um, back with those different classes, and I think that gives everyone that um, true, like, uh, inclusiveness with, with the whole bike scene because, you know, to – to, I mean, some people, they feel like, how do I compete, you know, but if you give them a place to compete, then, then they feel that sense of like, oh yeah, you know, this is cool. I can, you know, shoot the breeze with Adam and, you know, talk to Gilbert and, you know, but also keeping that high class because, you know, you always want to strive for better. You always want to keep that, you know, that, or maybe you don't, but you always have that option there to, you know, continue to strive for better. You know, you got, um, 
Um, like example, you had Mark Zambrano come into the scene, kind of buying some people's builds, and then he starts building his own builds. And then you see kind of where he's going with like the plating and these type of things. So, you know, you get bit by that bug. So to see that progression, I think that's something that's really good that I'd love to see, you know, five years, because it definitely gives everyone that, that chance, like owning a limited bike or owning, you know, that engraved bike or doing that thing. You know, I think that's something that definitely I'd like to see in the five years for sure. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Adam, what do you think, man? What do you think, man? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see, well, I'd like to see some of these, like you said, some of these people who put on these shows, these old school shows, um, in five years, I'd like to see them even recognize a 29. <laughs> yeah. it's even like, you know, like a, as like more than, than a, you know, you get a lot of these guys that are like, oh, that's a beach cruiser. And what I think is cool is um, you see a lot of people like Jacob Santos, yourself, out there really ripping it on these. And I'm like, oh, um, it's a beach cruiser, huh? He just did, you know, a 20-stair rail yeah. peg grind rail. On, his, yeah. on his beach yeah. cruiser then. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like starting to shut people up. But I would really like to see them recognized as just the same as these 20-inch and 24-inch bikes are recognized. I'd like to see the 29s. And, you know, 26 has always kind of been borderline, but I'd like to see the 29s. Like Craig was saying, that just shows that um, we're, we're relevant and there's progression and it, it's it's all becoming part of the scene. That's what I'd like to see is is five years from now is the 29s being recognized just the same as all the rest of them. Be able to go to a show, an old school show, and see 29-inch bikes there because you go to some of these old school shows, there is no 29 category. Like, you, you aren't like that's it like basically to, to put to sum it up you're not welcome no dude i i believe you, you're i'm a flatland guy bro and 20 inch flatland they don't recognize me at all like they literally i'm like literally i asked i asked like the dude that runs the afa i'm like is 20 is like because he i just asked him like is 20 is is 26 29 or big bikes bmx he's like nope i'm like bro you're you run you run the american flatland association you know and i you know to be real honest with you, I'm like, dude, you you should run you should run a bike life flatland contest with some wheelies, because at this point, like, just being honest, the dudes that are doing flatland right now, there's about let's say thirty of them, and they're not young dudes, so you don't like you ain't got you haven't taught any kids how to flatland on a twenty inch bike, but I've got seven thousand kids showing up to to Santa Cruz, um, you know what I mean, like. Let's let's just be real. You know what I mean? Like I want to see 29s. I will I will fight and I will argue about big bikes or BMX. Jacob Santos proved it. Todd Lyons doing wall rides on an OM Duro proved it. You guys building those bikes that you do, like those are BMX bikes, right? I mean, you look at it and you're like, when I say you do, I'm, I'm talking like Gilbert rides. Adam, I've seen you're breaking cranks. We all know you break cranks, right? <laughs> so like. You're riding. And so that's what I want to see. In five years from now, I want to see the same thing that we have. I want to be able to, I want the next Isaac to meet his buddy Craig at, at that bike show and like connect and be like, dude, I used to look at magazines at the at the grocery store too, man. What was your favorite ad? You know, or like, what was your favorite sticker? Oh, I like the one that said freestyle. That was mine too, right? I want that experience for everyone to walk in, into those shows. I would love to see like a mentor newbie class where like Gilbert cannot you don't provide the parts but you mentor Craig 
And then Adam, you mentor me on my build. Hey man, are you checking your brakes? Are you checking your air pressure? Are you doing this? Like, hey man, I'm starting to run out of money. All right, well here's some here's some super cheap ways that you can do that. Let me show you some some like like the devil's nuts, right? You're like, okay, this is going to be this is an easy way to add a little bit. Like for fifty bucks, you can add color pops here, 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 and that's what you need. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo it because like I promise you, if I enter a bike, it's going to have like thirty different shades of purple because like I'm like <laughs> those purple, right? And you guys are going to be like, dude, that's that's mauve. That's magenta, that's peach purple, that's this other purple, right? Someone, like, I'd love to see a class where it's like someone takes somebody over. You guys just watch reality TV shows and copy that. Because if 5 billion people are going to watch an episode of, like, whatever it is, like Forged in Fire, Champions and Newbies, right? If 5 billion people are going to watch that on Netflix, trust me, it's a good formula that would work for a bike show that would make it entertaining for about 50 of us old dudes that are out here arguing over who's got the best cranks. So follow like what those trends are, man. I, I just want to see it more inclusive. I want to see it uh, like more inclusive, easier to get into. And then the common thing that you said, Craig, Gilbert and Adam, you, you well, Adam, a little bit that Adam, you went into the 20, like we, I want to see BMX recognized. And I love that because you, your passion. So I'm going to give it two things. I'm in the same category as Adam. So Adam and I are going to air on, I want to see passion in BMX and then Gilbert and, and Craig, you both said the exact same thing. Inspire. I want to inspire people with my builds. I want them to come in and see this, like this was my vision. Oh, is that is that a clock? Do you have a, do you have a goddamn Rolex on your bike? What in the world, <laughs> right? That kind of thing. You want to inspire someone to, to go out of their comfort zone and go, yeah, you can, add a, you can add a watch to your bike and it's pretty dope, bro. Take a look, right? Oh, I never thought of that. So you inspire people with your builds. Adam, just thinking of like your color stuff, like when I think of like, like you have the classiest use of color, in my opinion, on the builds that you do, because I look at it and I'm like, that still looks like a bike I would ride. It doesn't look like a, like a parade carny bike. Right. And that says a lot coming from the dude that's got like glow lightsaber wheels on my bike right now. So, you know, like <laughs> I like the way you're, the, your, your subtle color. Um, I love it. So that kind of stuff, like the inspiration that comes out of this, I think is beautiful. And that's what I want to, I want to enable the shit out of. I want to make sure that everybody feels welcome in the custom bikes, you know, and, and kind of what started this, this is my little, thanks for coming to my Ted talk about what inspired this. But, um, Craig and I were talking with my good friend, Sean, who is a mechanic, he builds bikes and he's a mechanic and his bikes are so dialed, dude. I've never ridden a quieter, better sounding bike. Uh, and he doesn't go for like, let me just make every part matchy matchy. He goes for, let me make every part bomb. That's going to handle what he wants to do. Like he loves, he loves manuals over wheelies. So he's like, I'm like, bro, you need to do this. He's like, no, I don't watch this. You know, and he, he knows his bike. He knows every spoke. He is like every single part of that bike he has touched. And it wasn't just assembled. And I want to see a place for that guy to be able to show off his bike because I want somebody to be able to see it and go like he made a, a, a Phoenix Ripper. He took an L.A. Ripper and he put like, oh, yeah, put I the Phoenix. That. He put Phoenix uh, like the Phoenix theme on it, head badge, everything. So it looked beautiful, but it rode crazy. Like it was insane the way this thing rode. He has a race ink right now, dude, that is so dialed. And I'm like, man, I, I just can't get over it. And it, I want to see a place for him to be able to enter his bike and get the respect 
from other people that appreciate performance over, you know, that's the latest Bandolero you just scored. Good for you. You got one of 50. You know what I mean? That's great. And I'm stoked for that, dude. But like, we got to make it so that, that, you know, the, the builders and not the assemblers can have something. You got to make it so it's inclusive for everyone to join and make it fun. And if we can do that, man, I think we're going to be here for a long, long time. And I, I, everybody that's listening to this right now, I cannot wait to wheel our little lark mopeds uh, around the bike shows, talking shit to these new kids, telling them about they have they have no idea what the struggle is to try and find bullseye and profile during COVID. Right? We're all going to be yeah. sitting around going like we're going to be the COVID grumpy people that are just like you don't know the struggle, you don't know the struggle, and uh, so that that's my vision. That's what I would hope would happen. But um, you know, Gilbert, thanks for coming. Adam, thanks for yeah. coming. That's that's I don't really have anything else to add, but um, Craig, ask your final questions. Send us out, brother. I'm excited. Thanks for doing this with me, Craig. Like I've been waiting to do this for so long, dude. And like I'm so psyched that we finally got a chit chat about like. Oh man, shows. me too. And check this and check this out, man. And Adam and Gilbert, first of all, thank you guys, man. Super stoked to have you guys on the show tonight. And we'll get your closing uh, right after this. But you know. It, Isaac and I, when we started this podcast and we, whenever we brought up bike builders, bike builds, bike shows, we, we're just guys who don't know. We're, we're laymen. We, we don't know what we're talking about, but we had an opinion. And it was just like, it was almost to the point of like, yeah, bike building, that's, that's, you know, that's not us and it's not really our bag. And, and, you know, we don't get it. We don't understand why you got to do this, why everything's got to be this shiny, this, and they engrave this and you can't carry your bike over the lawn and set it down. So there's no grass blades on the freaking tires and stuff. Right. And we kind of low key bagged on it over the years though, talking about it, meeting guys like you, Gilbert, you, Adam, and all those other folks, Sean, and everyone mentioned here tonight, Fabian, um, we're getting it. We're getting it. it. This shit's relevant, man. And it's, it's part of the scene. Um, we were just on the outside bubble. We we're on the fringe looking in, you know, the more I participated in it, the more I got more interested in, well, how does this all work? You know, I'm judging it. Therefore I should know about it. Um, so what you guys are doing and we're talking about relevancy and passion, you guys are creating that and, uh, and all the bike builders. And even let's give some shout outs to these guys who are putting these bike shows together, whether it's yeah. a show you can enter or, or, or maybe they don't include you. Maybe we can get them, you know, those folks that don't include the 29ers to see that we have a considerable piece of this pie and we want to be a part of their show too. Um, you know, maybe in those five years that, that that's what this comes to, but I want to give a shout out to the bike building community the the organizers the builders and everyone involved because you know they're they're really putting in the time and effort to keep this relevant bro so that yep. that's where i'm at isaac that's that's the way i'm going to close this out adam gilbert adam let's go with you brother uh closing for you oh man i think we've touched on all of it and like i said i just really hoping that like maybe everybody who watches this podcast will take it to heart and not take take it to heart as constructive criticism and just constructive overall, not like that we're talking shit or that I'm talking shit on their builds or how they're running their shows. Like, because by no means am I doing that. Like I, like I said, I just want to see it progress the scene. I want to see it progress and I want to see everybody to be able to participate. And I don't want people to be bummed out that feel like they don't have a place 
um, in, in, you know, aside from us riding bikes or hanging out or being friends, when it comes to the shows, I want everyone to feel like they could participate. And, you know, with some of the shows that have passed recently, um, I did see a lot of feedback from people going like, yeah, I just, you know, decided to just pass on it, you know, or I didn't feel that I belonged there. And I don't want to see that. Like, I want to see everybody feeling like they have a place, whether it's the lowest category, the highest category. I just want to see everybody. I want to see the, I want to see the progression. I want it to keep going, but I also want to see everyone having a chance to be part of it. Yep. How about you, Gilbert, man? Anything that you want to close with brother? Yeah, I would say probably uh, just that, man. Shout out to everyone that's come up on the scene. I mean, they definitely have changed it around, uh, you know, with their builds, making that uh, that that level up. You know, we definitely have to uh, level up with the different things. But exactly what Adam said, you know, make it fair so that way everyone's feeling welcome, want to participate, not feel like they have to drop that money, you know, because not everyone's in the same boat, you know, but you also want to be part of that that atmosphere be part of that crew and everything like that so i think that's probably one of the biggest things man like i said i grew up poor you know always wanted the cool stuff and then you know now that you got some money in your pockets you can afford that i know that feeling we're coming up from them grassroots and being able to really kind of uh inspire people to you know all right cool you know what i can join in in this oh well you know i started out with you know what a bully and some other you know couple other bikes and you know that progression, man. And I think that's the biggest thing. And exactly what Adam said, it's definitely not a bash session. I mean, total respect to these guys and what they've done to the, uh, to the, um, you know, bike show scene and all this stuff. And I mean, they definitely, you can see the, and respect the blood, sweat and tears that go into it. But yeah, we definitely want to make sure that we got room for, you know, the Isaacs and the Craig that want to come in and come in with their big rippers and the Sean's that want to come in with their bikes and, uh, you know, make them feel part of it so they can, come and put their bike up and hang out and get to know everyone and, and kind of the community. So when they have those suggestions or those ideas, like, does this work? Does this not work? Nah, does this make sense? Does this not make sense? You can, you can build that community with the people. And that's, like I said, going back, that's how Adam and I, you know, met where uh, the show, you know, back in the day, actually prior, maybe at one of his rides, but in passing and then really kind of get to know each other at like the shows and that stuff. Cause you're sitting there for hours just chilling so, I mean, you're going to, oh, man, that's cool, you know, start, you know, find out Adam makes all the decals for everyone. Then you're, you know, secret DMing him, hoping he responds to, to, to a secret <laughs> kit for the show and all that other good stuff, you know. But, yeah, you know, respect to him, too. He he definitely with this uh, – with his company, he's, uh, you know, filled in some of the gaps with some of the jewelry and stuff like that. I remember back in the day when we were spray painting washers and doing all these different things to, you know, make the stuff, you know, he's identified little jewelry that he can put on these bikes and dress them up. And, uh, so yeah, it's definitely a community where everyone's welcome, man. I'd love to see more people get out there and come hang out and, you know, get to know us and all that other good stuff, man. Dude, that's that's amazing, awesome. Man. That's awesome. Well, Isaac, I'm going to, uh, I'll pass it back to you right after this, but I want to say thanks to everyone who showed up here tonight at Big Bike BMX uh, on YouTube, especially everyone hanging out in the live feed, man. We appreciate all your comments, you guys. Thanks for coming out. Um, huge, huge thank you and special shout out to Adam Mark and Gilbert Murillo for uh, hanging out with us tonight. We can't say thank you guys enough and stoked that uh, you were able to come here and give us some insight and information and enlighten us on the bike bill community, man. And if anything, what this podcast is doing, 
for us right now is conversation, but hopefully those conversations will be carried on and this, you know, these things can be talked about and, and all the perspectives we have will continue on to better this community, uh, even more from what it is now. And, uh, yeah, from that, thank you everyone for showing up here, man. We love all you guys. Isaac, I'm going to send it back to you to close it out, brother. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm just going to say the same thing. I, I love all y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and, and shout out to the, the shows. Thank you to Craig Turner. Thank you to Bill at Bassett. Thank you to the, the, the Goonies and the Blockheads and the BMX Beaners and the Heavy Hitters and every SoCal crew, SD Biking and everybody that builds bikes to have fun. Whatever you define that to be, you inspire me and I'm stoked you're here. Please understand that all of, all of my opinions are just my opinion. I love your bikes and I'm stoked you're here. So just know that. Uh, I, and I, I just want to enable more of this community, man. Like I said, having two people like Gilbert and Adam who would never, never necessarily cross paths, meet in BMX and, and have something in common and, and have that brotherhood. That to me is everything you guys. And we're lucky to have that in our community, fight for that friendship, fight for that community, build yourselves up. And I hope you can, I hope you consider opening up these classes so that you have a place to go and you have a place to showcase and it opens up everybody else. And it's not just five people competing against each other. Some new folks are going to come in and challenge your skills. And that's what you need to be the best that you possibly can. Iron sharpens iron or metal sharpens metal, right? We know that. Yeah. Let some new folks in, give them an opportunity. And I promise you, they will challenge you beyond what you're you're, you're feeling now and the level of fun you're going to have is going to increase so that's that's my hope you guys have fun with this go ride your bikes go build your bikes go look for parts whatever it is support your friends support your local economy sports uh, local shops have fun i will see you soon thanks for listening ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs>